and welcome to the podcast where good trivia gets rewarded and bad lies are punished. This is What's the Fact. But will we catch the lies? Well, perhaps it's about time. (laughs) I'm Warren Robertson. This is Ryan Whittle, and this is the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for doing my job. And it is about time. It is about time. Yeah, you did the whole job of introducing (laughs) me and everything. It uh, it is a fascinating uh, concept, yeah, and thanks for joining us on this podcast. 45 to 50 minute thing. Yeah, yes. look, it's, it's a bit of physics. It's a bit of music. It's a bit of movies. It's Ooh, a bit yeah. of basically anything that time affects, which is essentially, I suppose, everything. Yeah. I hope we didn't both dive too heavily into Einstein. I had a bit of a go at it, you know. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> like, like you there's that. go at diving into Einstein, you filthy animal. Yeah, I, I like it when lay people will, will attempt a, a brief history of time or something like that. You talk about then, like lay people like you and I. Yeah, yeah. and um, I, I didn't do it. I might one day still do it, but it's like, they said it's like, yeah, it starts well. And then before you know it, your brain explodes. So I've read I've read a bunch of these books, right? Like a bunch of the kind of, you know, brief history of time of Stephen Hawking and mm. Schrodinger's cat and whatever. And, like, and then only basically understood the <laughs> yeah. casual acceptance and understanding of this. So, I know the equal sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one I recognize. I know what's going on here. But but it is an interesting topic. It is one that I, I certainly like, and I know in a kind of a grand story fashion about how these things work. Just don't ask me to do the math. Oh. You know, I'll, I may die. But I believe it is your turn to start. So yes. if you want to dive into Einstein. I will. I am diving into <laughs> Einstein yeah. in a matter of speaking. And uh, I will start off with a fright equation no, it's, it's not frightening it's just an element of the equation uh, i'll start off with my fact and we can talk about what you what we understand about time as a as a thing because my fact is that in 1915 uh, einstein's theory of general revit, relativity right. he brought in a thing in the equation called the cosmological constant and that was a placeholder if you like of the expanding universe so you're saying this is the speed at which the universe expands. This is yeah. your fact. Yeah, and that is my that is my fact. Yeah, that the co- so, <laughs> about the cosmological constants. So role. In, in general, in general, I understand what what relativity says, but I don't know if you told me what does the E stand for in in E equals M C squared. Right. I, you know, I don't know what that yeah. what that stands for. So I'd be kind of guessing. <clears throat> but what's interesting for me about your fact is you're essentially saying. In Einstein's general relativity theory, um, he was wrong because if he introduced the cosmological constant to mean that it's the expansion of the universe, as far as I understand it, there's two different ways at the moment Mm -hmm. scientists kind of look at the expansion of the universe. And the one is to say that it's speeding up. So yeah. that, that's not a constant, right? If the, if the universe is expanding, it's speeding up. And the other way is to say it isn't speeding up, but time is slowing down, which is obviously the new, it's the new kind of offshoot little culty, culty scientist. <laughs> what uh, if, what yeah. if? What if it, it's merely our perception <laughs> that the universe is speeding up because time is slowing down. Yeah, so that, that really fucks with us quite a bit. But it does mean that, it does mean that the expansion of the universe, unless Einstein was wrong. And I, I, I'm, pretty strongly certain that he wasn't wrong hmm. that that relativity holds up to this day hmm. and that a lot of our current physics is based off of relativity uh, you know it's, it's kind of uses relativity as its base so my feeling is is if there is a cosmological constant it's probably the speed of light which is yeah you know, which i suppose also changes depending on 
on circumstances, gravity, doesn't it? As far as no speed of light, maybe I don't know. Maybe speed of light is a constant. I'm going to say you're lying though, because I'm I'm pretty sure that the expansion of the universe isn't a constant. Bugger! How did you figure? Well, you you are you are right that I'm lying. Uh, but what's fascinating about it in 1915, hmm. they still held to a. A non-expanding universe, a static universe, and that's the reason he brought in the cosmological constant. So um, I might fluff some of the physics, but let me give you some some at least interesting theory here. Okay. It says in 1915, Albert Einstein published the theory of general rev- relativity, and in 1917 constructed the first cosmological model based on his theory in order to remain consistent with a steady state universe that 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 means it was always here and it always will be there's no so what you're saying is he kind of he fudged it to sort of fit the steady hmm. state universe idea yes I see. um yes that so is, actually he was wrong yeah uh, einstein added what was later called a cosmological constant to his equations einstein's model of a static universe was proved unstable by arthur eddington and then, and then this is fascinating. How they first got the idea of an expanding universe. Of course, Hubble is involved. You have that name. The first direct observational hint that the universe was not static but expanding came from the observations of recession velocities, mostly by Vesto Slipher, combined with distances to the nebula galaxies by Edwin Hubble in a work published in. 1929. Earlier in the 20th century, Hubble and others resolved individual stars within certain nebula, thus determining that they were galaxies similar to, but not external to, uh, but external to our Milky Way galaxy. In addition, these galaxies were very large and very far away. Spectra taken from these distant galaxies showed a red shift in their spectral lines, presumably caused by the Doppler effect thus indicating that these galaxies were moving away from the Earth. In addition, the further away these galaxies seemed to be, the dimmer they appeared to us, the greater was their redshift, and thus the faster they seemed to be moving away. This was the first direct evidence that the universe is not static, but expanding. Mm. Mm. Shoo! Yeah, I suppose they were previously looking up at the night sky and saying this is all... (sighs) One and the same thing. Yes. These are all part of our galaxy. Yes, if there's movement, it's all circular and mm, it's all mm. always kind of been there. And it's obviously the forces and stuff. But this idea, which which you're not even looking at, you've got to look at something beyond what you're seeing. They measured the the wavelength of the light emanating from it. Or you yeah, know. yeah, no. So 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 essentially, what you're saying is that this cosmological constant Mm-mm. was just there to to hold that the universe wasn't expanding at all. It was just yes, to try yes. and make his theory fit within a static universe. So yes. it wasn't it wasn't actually a, no a no thing, yeah. it it wasn't a thing. Uh, it's, a, it's yeah, but you know, scientific progress is a, yeah. is a great placeholder. Nice, and because of that, others could have. Stood on the shoulders of giants. No, but yeah, I mean, because because actually, it's this idea of time um, that's always been a puzzle for me. It's like we know space. Why did time have to have a beginning? If space has a beginning and matter has a beginning, couldn't time just have been there all the time? But the fact that they pointed the beginning of time to the beginning of space and matter mm. is a bit of a um, a brain. Explosion. Yeah, that's the fourth dimensional thing. Isn't yeah, it? That because it's a, that it's an intricate it means it can be measured, or it, it, it's an entity. It's almost, but it's not matter, because then you could sort of hold it or touch it, but it did begin. It's a, 
It means it means that it began and it's an intrinsic thing that is connected to it's our connected. universe. It's connected to those other to two the universe, things. Yeah, yeah. That's mad. It's Good. absolutely mad. You know what's what's so here I'm gonna leap I'm gonna take this opportunity to jump into my fact because it's it's kind of loosely linked. Um which is that scientists are now now effectively, you know, we've got the traditional five senses, right? We've got a sight, hearing, smell, taste, and touch. Yes. And uh, scientists now say that there's another sense. They, they actually say there's a bunch, but but the, for for, our, for the purposes of this particular podcast, they say that there's another sense, which is our sense of time, and that they believe that we have a sense of time because what they did was they looked culturally at history and they went all cultures, no matter where they developed, all developed to perceive time in ah, the same way. So okay. we've then got a, a sense of this this concept Jeez. of time. We've got an innate, intrinsic sense of time. Wow. Yeah. So that's my fact. Oh, yeah. The sixth, well, a well, sense. Yeah. So we, sixth a one. sixth sense. We've got, sense we've got a few. Of time. Sense of place and, and position is another one that we've got. They, they've kind of introduced a few more. So you're, but, saying, yeah. you're saying scientists have introduced I'm saying, yeah, studies, studies have looked mm. at history and looked at culture, and they've, they, they, that was the kicking off, the starting point for the idea that we have this innate sense of time. Because if we didn't, mm. we would describe our universe and time entirely differently, right? We would, oh. we, would, we would have totally different descriptions of, of how time passes and, you know, so we must therefore perceive time mm -hmm. nah. in the same way. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I get what you're saying. And um, <clears throat> like in my philosophical musings, I've, I've tried yeah. to reduce uh, life to its most, uh, you know, simple essence. Like what is, what is the most important thing in life? And, and one of the things I've, got it down to is this idea of story and narrative it's very important to humans and it's almost how we teach things it's mm -hmm. how we learn things it's, and, and for ages it was exactly things. how we taught things it was sure. how we, we passed on our histories it was simply through story story we have and writing. but but even that uh assumes this idea of you know a beginning a middle and end you know an idea of time and all cultures have told stories you know presumably so mm -hmm. It's a crazy, crazy idea that, that, that there's a sense of time. Yeah, that we I all perceive it. We all perceive it in the same Look, I like, fashion. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a human thing, as we all have the other five. I like the idea that that they might be true. I really do, because I, I even think the sense of of thinking ahead, you know, planning, you know, uh, you know, what are we going to do? For, we're going to plant seeds so it can. Mm. harvest and stuff mm. or you know have kids and teach them stuff so that they can learn oh my you know that sense of destiny and stuff i think it's time related actually it's time i'm happy to say that this is true i feel rather silly if it's if you're lying but uh, a sense of time i say yes oh i am lying. <laughs> <laughs> i am lying. so in the western world you're a bastard you are in the western world we have this concept of a linear time yeah of time kind of stretching out in front of us mm. and the past being behind us and we move through time in a kind of a direction and if we if we plot time we always plot it left to right sure. like that yeah. but different different civilizations through history have perceived time uh, entirely differently and the language that we speak Ooh. alters how we conceptualize and speak about time and the spatial metaphors we use mm. to describe time. So, for instance, those who read language from left to right will tend to draw the movement of time from left to right as a linear straight line. <clears throat> Whereas those like Hebrew and Arabic who do it the other way, Jeez. Will, 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 they've actually got an entirely reversed perception of the movement of time and which way Jeez. time moves. So it's actually changed 
like the way we we think and we feel time based on what language we have. So it, it gets even bigger than that. So the Aymara who live in the Andes Mountains in South America consider the future to be behind them and the past to be in front of them because they say they say we can Lord. see the front. We can see we can see what's what we've been through. Oh my word. We can't see what's coming. So we're almost hurtling backwards, falling backwards through time rather than venturing towards it. So they've got this like alternated. You know, it's quite beautiful because I, I get a sense that Ubuntu is I am because of because of because you are. And with the uh sanctity of the ancestors who've come before us. They, that's who we look at and revere, and we look at community. I'm thinking about African funerals in particular. It's all, and it's like I am because of all of this, which you're looking at in front of you, but it's your past. Yeah, it's it's actually yeah, quite and it, beautiful. It, it, makes, it makes a big difference as to how the civilization grew up and how it how it expresses itself and how it moves forward in time. Um, you know, another interesting one is Australian cultures. They rely quite heavily when they when they do direction. They talk about north south kind of east and west in their languages and they visualize the passage of time as moving specifically from east to west almost as if the sun kind oh. of is, is tracking <clears throat> is tracking that time and and so if they're facing north for example the past would be to their right and the future to their left but if they're facing south it actually switches around for them so yeah the, the way that we are so the way we perceive time depends very heavily on our language mm. and how our language developed I love so that. it isn't actually in a sense of time at all jeez which sort of messes with the entire concept right? yeah so it's <laughs> like, about how you it's 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 definitely nurture not so much nature yeah much. i mean it messes with the entire way that we live our lives the entire yeah. way we understand and perceive time yeah can be different i mean it's like i always find it fascinating the the number system like what do you see when you think of the number system like where's one to ten and then where does 11 to 20 start and and it's like, yeah, my one to 10 is right here and 11 to 20. But then the rest go there. Then it goes there somewhere. And then a million and billion. And then far beyond there is the gazillions. But I can oh, your brain see is so it. Broken. Yeah. Your brain is so broken. Oh, really? With, no, you know they, how am I supposed? <laughs> really? No, but, but really? So, so, so this is, it's, 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 one of those, it's, one of, it's one of those interesting questions that they my ask on the internet. My brain is broken because I see but, numbers in a weird way. But so it's one of those interesting questions that they, they ask on the internet. They say, how do you calculate this sum, you know, yeah. uh, 40 times 38? Yeah. And then different people calculate in different ways. You know, some people go, well, what's 10 times 38? And multiply that by four. And some people go, well, 40 times times 10 is this and then they multiply it by this or they go 40 times 40 is so much minus the 240s you know like so people yes, 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 yes. people have a, an entirely different way, and it's really simple thing you <clears> would <throat> think it would be it would be pretty similar across the board but yeah. but it isn't you know it, it's it's not that and and clearly how we picture time um is quite similar to how we yeah. we we do maths and language and and mathematical ability are also connected so they found that for instance you know it's a big kind of stereotype and a joke and you say sort of oh the chinese people and the japanese people are really good at maths and mm. it turns out that the way that they write and the way that they speak enables an easier sure. understanding a very simple understanding of mathematics that doesn't yeah. happen in western languages yeah. so so they've got all kinds of benefits yeah. And, and you know, language, language, I mean, now we're getting a little bit off topic, but language, when it comes into time and how we perceive modern time, you know, we do a weird thing. We divide the, 
we divide time into 24 hours of the day and then we, you know, it's 60 minutes in, in the hour. And why do we do that? Well, it's because the Babylonians, instead of counting one, two, three, four, five on their fingers, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, used to count the digits. <laughs> so it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, four, you know. So so they divided everything into six sixes and twelves yes. and we got this massive hangover on our clock as a result <laughs> because that's how the Babylonians used to add stuff up. You know, so they used to, oh, sorry, it yeah, didn't include the thumb. So it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, 12 on your one hand. Twelve and twelve. And Twenty-four. And now you've got the day. And that's that's, yeah, that's how true. Is that yeah. a true little it's, that's so that's true. That's just Babylonian yeah, digit. Just, so our modern clock is down to Babylonian language. So so there's all these things that. where where your language influences the way we perceive the universe. Wow. I love that. Um, it's my turn. It is your turn. Uh, and we're still talking about man's idea of or understanding of time. And, and of course, like in many ways, it's not a massive mystery about the fact that the sun rises and the sun sets. If you think you woke up somewhere uh, 4,000 years ago and, and because you didn't have our concept of stuff, would you cope? Well, I think you'd... You know, the sun rises, the sun sets, there's seasons, hopefully there was four, mm. and uh, you know, when to plant, when to harvest and stuff, but uh, the measuring of time, man, that's very cool, and uh, there's, um, let me just make sure I, I get my facts <laughs> straight and don't yes, give it yes, away, yes, I've got it, so uh, the, the old sand clock, the old hourglass, fantastic, what a clever idea. Mm. Um, but uh, I learned today that, uh, I think it might be common knowledge, but I learned it today, but that uh, there's a water clock as well. Mm. Do you know about the water no, clock? I do know about the water clock. So, yeah, the, the, the official name for it is uh, Klepsydra, which is nice. I'll tell you, the Klep comes from thief and Hydra is uh, water, so stolen water. Because the way a water clock works is, um, you. well, I imagine if, if I built one, I'd, I'd have to discover all the laws of water dynamics but you have a container at the top container at the bottom make a hole in the bottom the water you're stealing the water and it runs into there and if and if it's running at a constant speed you can mark little measurements and it will tell you the time how many hours have passed mm -hmm. i love that that little idea um and getting into the science of it i just want to give you a little fact um tell me if i'm lying or not but there's many factors that would influence. So it's maybe not as simple as that, you know. Oh, so do I make those little lines the same the same distance? Or do I does does it get smaller as the pressure decreases? Does it spurt out faster in the beginning or slower? And over at the time end? it erodes the that little hole of it. <laughs> And yeah. so it becomes. So look, it's not the word. It's not an. It's not an atomic clock in terms of accuracy, is yeah. it? It's like I told you to be here three bars ago. Fucking pipe got bigger. I'm so sorry. Yeah. 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 Are you sure the five? The five is a pipe got bigger. I missed some from the top thing. That's yeah. why the pressure was less. Oh fuck. And it's not exactly a shared sense of time, is it? Like I've got my water clock here. You can't see my fucking water clock. We can't be like, listen, when my water clock's a three bar. Let's all meet at the church. Can we meet at your house so we can see when your water clock is at three bars, please? <laughs> That'd be okay. Um, but what I learned scientifically is one of the things that will um, mess with the um, water clock is a thing called viscosity. Uh, that's the syrupiness of a liquid. Um, and uh, my fact is that uh, temperature changes the viscosity 
of the liquid. Um, and so if your water in your water clock changes by one degree up or down, that'll cost you half an hour a day. That's my fact. <laughs> I, think, so, look, I mean, I get, look, I get the concept, right? Like if it freezes, if it freezes, like in winter, people burn their cakes because they're like, fucking hell, it's taking fucking hours for this thing to leak a single bar. Meanwhile, it's frozen solid. Cake is burned in the fucking oven. Everything's a disaster. But it's yeah. less about it changing from a liquid to a solid than that. Oh, fuck, it's blocked. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, you're saying it just it's, over time. So, 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 I mean, maybe as it kind of progresses towards freezing, you know, I'm sure there's a point where it's liquid and it runs, right? Like water, I don't think it's got, I don't think it's got a viscosity like, like you know, like syrup. I don't, <clears throat> I don't run my finger through through one or two degree water and go, oh, look at it, it's dripping like like lava out of my finger. It just doesn't happen. Mm. It's it's either melted or it's either liquid it's or frozen. It's solid. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, and a, so are you saying a liquid water would have a constant viscosity? So so what I'm saying is, I think it's I think it's much less likely to affect i think it's probably got it's probably got a difference in viscosity but it's like imperceptible to the human eye kind of a constant and i don't think it can affect you half an hour every 24 days who's sitting there timing this as well yeah um um, i will tell you it's not a change of state it's still a liquid it's not mm. gone frozen like an ice because you're saying it's going kind of it's getting thicker you're saying it's getting the water gets thicker before it changes temperature Because of a change in temperature. God, you know, this is one of the, this is fucking me up because this is a thing you should know as a human being who's lived 40 years on this planet and who's like, I've swum in two degree water. It was exactly the same as, as, (laughs) you know, as a nice seven degree, nine degree Indian Ocean. From my my perception of viscosity in that water, it was not harder to swim in that, in that water than it would be. I should know this. Why I should trust you, myself, but you doubt it. Why did it make your winky smaller, though? Maybe it was because the pressure of the viscous fluid on your two degree. Listen, again, as I say, that's a, that's a matter of perception. You know, if, you, if you've got a six inch penis and it shrinks to four inch, that's a big percentage. <laughs> if you've got a 16 inch penis and it shrinks to 14 inch, you're not really going to notice without a ruler, are you? I'm fun, just saying there's a reason. Fun fact, I don't ladies, notice. cold water doesn't make you winky smaller. I'm just saying. <laughs> Fun fact. You know, and it's always cold whenever Ryan's naked. <laughs> it's always very, very cold. Very cold. So this is fucking... So, so, no, it doesn't cost you half an hour a day. There's no... Fuck you. Fuck, fuck you. Okay. Um, no. no. Glad I gave your um, I have. physics mind a conundrum. Is it physics? You you made me yes, doubt physics. the reality of my universe. Yeah, I gaslit your, your, yeah. your universe. <laughs> That's what she did. I gaslit your did. universe. Your toxic masculinity. <laughs> my, my, two, my two degree penis uh, gaslit your <laughs> yeah, toxic right. masculinity. That's right. Yeah. Hey, bro, it's absolutely true. Um, uh the hotter you make uh, water, the more viscous it becomes. It also was more a surprise. viscous it becomes? Yeah. Doesn't that mean thicker? No. Yes. So the less viscous it less becomes. Less viscous. Fuck. No, I'm down to <laughs> I, I can tell you. Good, I'm glad. I, I can tell you it changes it. No, but mm. I think I think that makes sense. It, I, I think the expansion of the molecules. Well, it can't be one degree changes. Half yeah, one hour. degree, half an hour a day. As know. much as that. Yeah. That's mind blowing. It's crazy. That you're so inaccurate. That is such a great fact. I, yeah, love I mean, it. it's like crazy because in the morning it's cold. And like, okay, well, he's going to be out four o'clock. 
Yeah. Burn is, your cakes in the where morning. Where is he on? <laughs> it's seven o'clock already. Where the fuck is he? Like, I'm sorry, but it's it's just actually, been such a crazy weather day. Yeah, <laughs> actually, on my warm clock, it's still four o'clock in the morning. I'm fucking <laughs> early for work. <laughs> it's just crazy. Yeah, I think the expansion of uh, water because of the heating it up mm. uh, would make it a little runnier. Maybe when you bring it, maybe when it's cold and the molecules go but closer. That's got to, that's got to it's, blow your mind. Surely it's, it's runny. So why would you even like own syrup. a water clock? Why would you even own a water clock? Like, because like, surely there's a sense a of time, right? One. There is a sense of time. You get a sense, like, if somebody says to you, what's the time? You go, oh, I don't know, one o'clock? You've got a sense of time. Yeah, yeah, fucking there. You, yeah. know, that's you know, I mean, against, day. I can't tell against, you what the time is against, the time is in my eyes. That's right. Against <laughs> what I said in my previous thing, you've got a sense of time, but it's within within your own cultural whatever you can you can work out basically you can be like oh i don't know sun's over there must be about one o'clock i've got a general idea somebody says wait an hour for for me you wait an hour and then you'll start being like where's where's this guy you know so you do have a scent so people must have been pissed off with those clocks <laughs> I mean, they must have been yeah. absolutely like the worst technology you can buy fucking mustafa down the market sold me this piece of shit <laughs> like it said I've been in the toilet for the last four hours. <laughs> it's no way. No way. In first Olympics, the hundred meter sprints came in at 49 minutes uh, and 30 at, at four bars <laughs> and one quarter. And the next day, hot day, whew, came in at three bars. New record, world yeah. record. <laughs> and yeah. it was the Fadak. The Fadak done the Shame. Yeah. Not nice. Amazing, Not sure. amazing. But yeah, that's that's the old Capsahydra. But also, I suppose it depends. It depends on whether you're watching the clock, right? Because a watched pot oh, never no, boils, fuck. and a you know your perception of time is dependent upon your awareness of time. Yeah. You know they 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 use that thing. They they describe. They say, um, time flies when you're having fun. Ooh, yes. So when you're not when you're not aware of time, it goes much faster than when you're aware of it. Oh, fuck. Like, and it's a thing when you're waiting for the pasta water to boil. It's just not. It's a, but exactly. But you walk away. And it's no, all you read about stove. it. You come back, and it's instantly burnt. <laughs> instantly burnt. I had that situation recently. Shame. I tried to make a, tried to make an oxtail. Oxtail. I stepped away for what I thought would be a ten minute phone call. Exactly right. Came back. Sources burnt. Anyway, but I um. So this thing, this perception of time, ah, this yes, yes, this yes. awareness of time, and this like, the speeding up of time when we aren't aware of it. Uh, studies from 2016, and here's here's my fact have discovered exactly why time flies when you're having fun and oh. there's a physiological reason for it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like an actual chemical reason. Yeah, no, I definitely think you're telling the truth there. Um, I'm a, you know, a highly sensitive person, which means I, I don't I don't think... Which means you cry <coughs> watching YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I'd, like if, if I were to tell you what it's like being highly sensitive, you might think... Uh, that I'm somewhat bipolar because the highs are highs and the, and the lows are lows. This is what you tell your girlfriend when you uh, come in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm awesome. highly sensitive. I'm so sensitive. So sensitive. And, uh, Don't touch me there. Oh. But so I can understand bipolar. I've never been diagnosed with it mm. myself, but it is it is that. And I can tell you that happy times, uh, you, you get really happy and then you are. Oh, fuck, it's over. Ah, oh. well, <laughs> as you I'm, I'm not sure where you're going with this, if <laughs> but I'm honest. Um, like, this doesn't sound like science to me. Yeah, but no, well, 
No, I think you're just trying to feel out the whether yeah, I'm lying it, or not. I think you're telling the truth. Um, no doubt you're telling the truth because I've no doubt it's physiological. I think it's hormonal or there's a chemical. It's an endorphin thing, and I think literally endorphin. What's the drug? Speed. You take speed, <laughs> and things happen faster. Um, so that's interesting. I mean, I, I think, hey, you know, confession time. I had a go in my younger day. Did you? At all right. Talk, let's talk about all the drugs you've taken. At a rave. Um, I would suggest you, you you phone your pastor after this. And you tell wasn't a, it was, Listen. Well, I was my, my, my ex. Uh, I just met her. She, she, um, she twisted, a bit of speed. twisted my arm. No, 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 no. More <laughs> she, um, she, the old, uh, it wasn't a rave went to, it was a nightclub. Uh, uh, e. Near Crest, a bit of E, just a half each or something. And then her, her friend said, yeah, you'll notice that time goes very fast when you happy in the happy you know and then when you come yeah. down you feel a bit shitty uh but when you're happy it's like that it sounds like a terrible drug it's three hours but it feels like 20 minutes and then you get the extended awareness of the sadness that sounds yeah. awful yeah anyway we so you're saying that. you're saying it's true uh, definitely yeah so these uh it is true these studies showed that dopamine which is the neurotransmitter and hormone that helps us feel happy is in fact the culprit uh, what they showed is that the dopamine neurons dopamine. in your brain region, known as the substantia nigra pars compacta. Yeah. Hey, how's that for fucking type of the brain that I had to write down? Substantia nigra pars compacta. It alters the perception of time. Uh, stimulating or inhibiting these cells makes mice behave as if they're moving faster or slower. More specifically, boosted dopamine activity slows down the animal's internal clock, lending them to underestimate time intervals, essentially meaning that Time speeds up for them. Oh. So they underestimate how much time has passed because <clears throat> anyway, so yeah. there you go. So, so time, I mean, so you're right. Dopamine, dopamine messes with things. And I immediately, you immediately, you, you immediately want to go application. How do I make this work for my life? You know, as, uh, as creative writers, you and I, I don't think we work at a steady rate from eight to five. I think there's very crazy short bursts of great excess energy. Once again, a sort of a bipolar type mm. comparison. Uh, so it's like you might go, oh, you might stall for like two and a half hours, knowing that you've got to have a thing done in three hours. You stall, you, but you're thinking about it in your subconscious. That's what I like to tell myself. But in that last half an hour, boom, 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 and it's and there's excitement. And you think that's because you you're getting tense and excitement is happening, and yes. then suddenly you got it's this a dopamine and that's like boom, and then you're like, shucks, I'm doing good work, yeah. Jeez, look at me, I'm amazing. But yeah, so it's, they've, they've they've shown now that this that like dopamine in your brain. So if you mess up the dopamine in your brain, uh, and you you lower its in, in its ability to create dopamine, which ultimately like long term drug use, for example, they've kind of there's some studies that have hinted that can do yeah. can permanently depress your dopamine um, ability to create dopamine for yourself. So that's yes. why you kind of increasingly need more and more and more and more and more of the drug. Yeah. That can then ultimately make you more present. It can slow down time, and yeah, you're oh. going to be sad the whole time. Okay, but your life is going to seem incredibly long. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if you want to motivate yourself and you've got to do a task, maybe the thing to do is to do something that makes you happy beforehand, or build up that thing. A phone, a friend. Or um, watch nail a... your dick to a plank and tell yourself you can only take the nail out. <laughs> Finished. <laughs> watch a right wing YouTuber or something. Yeah, <laughs> make you really watch, watch a Ben Shapiro video. <laughs> <laughs> I should do it. 
And she did. But Can yeah, we just the... get cancelled? Did we just get <laughs> shit? Yeah. Okay. Now, Ben Shapiro would never like to openly cancel anyone because he's constantly complaining people are trying to cancel him. All so right. it's okay. That's the nice thing about right-wingers. You know, yeah. your Ben Shapiro's, your Jordan Peterson's, <clears throat> your Gareth Cliffs. They can't go out of their way to to cancel other people because they keep claiming it's a bad thing because people right. keep trying to cancel them. Gareth, I haven't um, seen much of him for a long, long time. No, he, nobody has. <laughs> has he still got his Cliff Central? He does, he does. And he's got about, I don't know. Watch Cliff Central, folks, every weekday from... No, no I'm, don't. I'm joking. Don't. Watch I haven't watched every, every Tuesday. From, yeah. Um, yeah, no, apparently he is, he is doing that. I, I don't really listen, like like the rest of the country. <laughs> it is, in fact, my turn, and I'm just scouring... My ah, my for uh, muesli box. I've got it. Uh, I found it. Um, <laughs> where, do and you, I wanna... where do you find all the cereal boxes to write your facts on? That's what I want to know. Because you always, every week, you got a new cereal box. Do you eat that much cereal? No, no. I just I, I, I try and do the recycle thing. So the the way that I recycle is by cardboard. digging through other people's garbage no, 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 and my, using their cereal my, boxes. No, when I finish the cereal, I put it in a uh, in the box. Or so when I've got time, I I I undo the box and I stick it in a box so that in another box so yeah. you've got a box full for okay. all the other boxes yeah then i make notes on 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 cardboard like this instead of using other paper yeah but what i'm saying is how many boxes no, do you do you eat every week <laughs> to make sure you've got enough note paper that's <laughs> you've got surely be eating three or four boxes of cereal a week because <laughs> like, that's that is a, that's a box but of lots cereal. of things come in boxes Mm. Uh, like toothpaste. I'm Pinato. blatantly ignoring the obvious sexual innuendo <laughs> in that particular comment. <laughs> like I'm not even interested, Ryan. I'm not. Speaking of it. sexual innuendo, oh yeah, ready for my third fact? Yes, please. Well, um, I'm gonna go uh, very sort of poppy and talk um, movies because mm. uh, we're talking time, and I, I wonder if you familiar and enjoyed the lick. His name's Link Later. Lick Later. Richard Linklater, the the sunrise, the before trilogy. What did they call it? Before sunrise, before sunset, uh, yeah. before midnight. With Ethan, I, I'm, I'm aware of them because of the movies. Yeah. Yes. Did you but, ever um, watch the movies? No. No, uh, it's a romance thing. You quite like them, if I recall correctly. Yes. Because you're sensitive. Yes. 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 <laughs> yeah, I think there's um there's two things that uh that that hit me quite. I'm being quite you know vulnerable. The first podcast. was your father, and the second the... one was your wife. <laughs> <laughs> no, the th- two things I don't really that I find very sad. Obviously, mm. is is like uh, suicide, like um, Thirteen Reasons, and uh, right. the one with Bradley. Uh, plot spoiler: the one with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Plot spoiler. Oh, do they do do they do the suicide in that? Nice. Mm. I think suicide is pretty much the thing that <laughs> condemns your video. If you're on YouTube, please click like on this now, because him mentioning the S word oh, has basically take it out. plummeted take it us. Out. No, don't take it out. Basically uh, so plummeted that... us to the bottom of the algorithm. But the other thing is so a sort of make up for it by commenting or something. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, let please. Ryan say what he wants. Freedom of speech. Yes. Yes. Yes, yeah. uh, Twitter. What's his name? Yeah. Click like dude, and share and comment and whatever to to make up for Ryan's unbelievable unaware lack of awareness uh, around the algorithm on YouTube and Spotify. So that's the one thing. The other thing, this won't get 
cancelled, but um, unrequited love also saddens me a little. Uh, no, YouTube is very happy for people <laughs> to have unrequited love. YouTube doesn't give a fuck about unrequited love. They love it when people <laughs> oh, have unrequited God. love, as long as that doesn't eventually lead to suicide. And so I'm glad you don't know the, the Sunrise trilogy, but um, it is beautiful. Before Sunrise was the first one, and it uh, takes place uh, Before over sunrise. a day, or over a night, okay. should I say. And so... They they walk around thing and then they take a train and it happens in the space of uh, pretty much a twenty four hour day. What's nice is if you film that movie here, uh, it would have an interesting first like six or seven hours. In, if you film it in Cape Town, <laughs> first six or seven hours, everything's open. You can go to the Woolworths and to Engine Garage, <laughs> and then after midnight. <laughs> You have to go to Pirates yeah. the Observatory, and that's the only place that's open. Oh, Plumstead. Yeah, and, and, sorry. Cape Plumstead, Town's best kept yeah. secret, man. Yeah, you have to go to Pirates because it's the only place that's open until like 6 a.m. Um, and that's what they would do if you were filming this movie. <laughs> all romantic. They'd be walking on the promenade. <laughs> They'd have dinner at the waterfront. They, yeah. they may even go up uh, Lion's Head to watch the sunset. And then after that, they would go to Pirates and drink cheap brandy and Cokes yeah. until dawn. Because that's the only thing they could do. Oh, it's a wonderful thing. Oh, no, wonderful. Cape Town's best kept secret, man. Yeah, Don, yeah, yeah. Dancehall only closes at four. Yeah, we're not, we're not sponsored by them. We just, just, we just like them. We wish they would, hey. <laughs> hey, we should approach them. Um, oh, so that, that, so then nine years later, they decided to get the cast together and they did another story of nine years later. And it, my fact is that it mirrored or modeled the same format. It took place over 24 hours. And this one it's was called, called Before what? Sunset. So this wasn't like during the day? Yeah, rather. during the day. So before sunrise, before sunset. So this one was all days with the things that they did. If yeah. you come to Cape Town, there's lots you can do all day. You can, <laughs> you can go have a cable car. You can... Um, you can shout at strangers in the street in the sea point. <laughs> <laughs> I've had that happen before. You can go to Long Avenue. You can buy cocaine and get mugged. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Long Street. Long Street. It's a Long, long Street. street yeah. That you can do after midnight as well. You can buy cocaine and get there's mugged very, in Long Street after midnight some, as well. Yeah, and there's some very nasty muggings. Um, not <laughs> muggings. Like, like <laughs> really selling the city. Just don't go to Long Street. No, it's I mean, not like, nasty. It's just yeah. silly. It's like uh, a dude came up to me and my colleague the other day and While said- While you on Long Street? Yeah. Buying cocaine? And no, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Actually buying a Pedro's chicken burger uh -huh. coming Which out of the Which is just like, just like cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> and then also like, not a sponsor. And he was like, uh, do you want to buy this bag? It was just a black rucksack. It's like, no thanks, no thanks, my colleague said. Um, no, no, feel it. It's lovely. Feel it. And he pushed it against her. But that's a great trick. Because while you saying yeah, feel, you pickpockety yeah. stuff, it's classic. It's like a magic trick. Yeah, I mean, listen, I like to believe that those of us who moved down from Johannesburg, we're savvy to that shit. Like we wouldn't fall for that. Like a my harmonica was stolen. <laughs> was it? Pocket, yeah. Really? Yeah. On that same night, or yeah, that same feel my bag night. He felt, little did I know he was feeling my bag. <laughs> your mouth organ. My mouth organ. He pinched it. So I've ordered another one I mean, that, that, could, that could be a nickname for your penis. <laughs> Depending so, on how accepting your girlfriend is. Anyway. Do you remember my um, 
My I, fact. I don't know what the before sunset and after sunset movies are about. I'm okay. Before I, sunset is about beautiful, is about all day before the sunset and yeah. after sunset is about yeah. and and it all stars Eaton Hawk and it's all and beautiful girl, and it's all lovely French girl. and it's true. It's all true. That's I don't nice. know why. Before midnight, nine years later, they did three. Isn't that lovely? I still got to watch Before Midnight. I've watched bits of it. That doesn't sound useful. But listen, this this fact is great. It's really lovely. Um, people have the internet. If they had ever been interested in these movies, they know the truth. They know this fact. It's not like it's there's a surprise or anything. Mm. So put us out of our misery quick, quick. Okay. It's a lie. It's filmed in uh, the first. The first one is sort of over a period. I don't know if it's twenty four hours or twelve hours. I I think it's kind of ish. Maybe meet her in the morning and then they spend the night together and then it's morning, then they go. So I think it's no more than 24 hours, the first one. The second one is is the idea is that it's real time. It's 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 as if it's a mm. you know, it's it's not shot like a documentary, but it's happening in real time. What was that movie about the assassination it's, that was real time as well? Did it have Johnny Depp in it? I don't remember. Can't remember. It's a like real time. A one and a half movie. hour movie that was real time. Yeah. And then of course there's 24, which was the season that was allegedly one hour per episode. Oh, really? You know, like Twenty-four hours. Yeah. Really? Yeah, that that, that was that was a big. Uh, I always get confused. Kiefer Sutherland. Oh. I think I always get confused between it's... him and who's the other guy that looks a lot like Kiefer. William Sutherland? Defoe. No, <laughs> but but I think it's Kiefer Sutherland. Anyway, it's a my, my it's friend Justin Nolan. So you're saying it's oh, it's like the forty-eight hours ones, the zombie movies. Oh. It's 48 hours. Oh, it's another 48 hours. Another 48 no, it's 48 hours. days now. Uh, it's 48, 48 months later, yeah. or whatever it is, you know. It's the zombie ones. So yeah, for fans. But this of is the... this is those zombie movies, but for love. Yeah, oh, it's zombies for love, yeah. But that's not I bet you it's not love. I bet you at the end they have to separate and never see I each can't other say. again. It's too beautiful. You don't want to do you want to do the spoilers. Yeah, it's beautiful. I, I, I want to watch the third one and I want to rewatch the second one. Because the first one, it's mostly just conversation. But you, it, it it engages you and hooks you. The second one, I thought, ah, oh, God, did they do another one? Ah, oh, then I just wa and then I couldn't stop watching. It was so beautiful, and I watched it till the end. I failed my maths, uh, and I, I mean, was kicked I, I out mean, of university. Essentially, essentially, your movies, the old fact is just, I love this movie series. It's kind of just sort of about time because it mentions like yeah. the time thing in the it's I, not really about time at all is it ryan well this this my my research into this fact started with what stories do to time and how that messes with time some movies are over a lifetime of a person i think i'm going to move on and some before we spend any more time talking about this movie speaking of movies that have to do with time you did a movie one <laughs> i did a movie one and mine is about time bandits have you ever seen Time Bandits? I haven't. I know that there's a band and I love their one song. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it about Time Bandits? No, the band is called Time Bandits. No, really? It's a love song. Oh, it's oh. a beautiful love So song. Time Bandits is also a Terry Gilliam movie. Now, Terry oh, Gilliam's from yes, Monty yes, Python. Yes, yes, and, yes, yes. Yeah, so he did a movie that's basically about this kid Kevin and he goes on a time-traveling <laughs> adventure with six little people and they're all the, like Time Bandits and they go back and forth in time. Pre-Monty pre or post? The post-Monty, okay. uh, pre-Brazil. Oh. Um but uh, pre, you know, 12 monkeys. But anyway, okay. so they, and they jump about in history and they steal things from famous people. That's, that's essentially what the movie is. Um, you haven't seen it. So, so no. this fact is going to be as useful to you as your fucking before Smashing. sunset. Oh. Yeah, yeah. But my fact is that George Harrison from the Beatles paid for the film, but ultimately ended up incredibly frustrated with Terry Gilliam. And, and he wrote a song called Dream Away <laughs> about the experience. 
<laughs> That's so funny. It's such a beautiful fact. I don't think it's true. Um, because from the Monty Python documentary, I recall George Harrison funding um one of the Monty Python Life movies. Of Brian, that's right. So you're saying you also funded I'm this saying he Terry. also funded Terry Gilliam, yeah. He funded Time movie? Bandits. Yeah, it was a movie, yeah. Yeah, it was a movie. It was because, like essentially. What I'm saying is no studio wanted to fund it. So they again George, went to the well George. of George Harrison. And they and Terry Gilliam went to the well of George Harrison. He said, Listen, you you've you paid for the Monty Python film. Will you pay for the time bandit? Look at it. It's about Kevin and the six little people, and they jump through time and they they steal things from famous people <laughs> from, from history. Will you pay for it? And George Harrison said, Yes, that sounds delight. <laughs> but but my fact is that further than that is that he then became so incredibly frustrated with Terry Gilliam beautiful that he fact. wrote this song called Dream Away, which with the lyrics were all about, about his experience of dealing with Terry Gilliam on that film. Ha 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 ha. Gee, I, wow. I wonder if, I wonder what you're doing here, if it's true <laughs> or not. Um, you know, it, it's, it is like George. He would do that and he would also write a song about it. I do. But did he did he make a habit of funding movies? Because uh, I think his, his, his name's on the, the credits of Life of Brian as possibly the executive mm. producer, mm, um, mm. which is great. But did he fund more after that? Maybe he did. Maybe he was the old, uh, let's go to George. And if he did. Did he then write in a song about how frustrating the experience was working with Terry Gilliam? That's really the key part. Yeah. That's really the most time bandits. Yeah, I'll say, okay, I'll say yes. I was going to say no because. Do you want I, me to read the read you the lyrics? Uh, Will that help you? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Orion IK, Orion IA, Orion IK, Ula. Kayla, Ula, we, Orion IK, Siatilia, V show. But then he's got lyrics like Midnight Sunshine, Silent Thunder, Sky is Black as Day, Only a Dream Away. Then later, waking while you're still deep sleeping, finding you're not here, watching a dream appear, tumbling through a thousand centuries. You don't know where you'll land. It's so dark in mythology, treasures of history to be found. Near the legends of time, all the handiworks remain there, only a dream away. So these are some of the lyrics. There are more. Okay. I think I've, I've got you... my answer. Yeah. I'm going to say um, uh, that this is all true, but this was maybe written for the movie, not because he was disappointed by the movie. That's my final answer. Your fact is... So you don't think he was disappointed by no. the movie? No, I never said he's disappointed by the movie. He was disappointed in his experiences. But, yeah, but this that. is written out of... A, this was written for the movie. Does that, does that make your fact true or false? Because I'm saying... It doesn't, I mean, it doesn't really change anything. If, if it does, if it was written for the movie... Okay, well, then your fact is true, and this was written for the movie. That Are they, both those statements true at the same time? Yeah. I mean, is that your final yeah. answer? I'm saying it's true. They're both true at the same time. So that's Great. exactly right. He wrote Great. this. He wrote well, this thanks, for the movie. You, you're, you're reading it uh, made me go, it sounds yeah. like you wrote it for the movie. Yeah, he wrote it for ah, the movie. But you, you see, what's quite, what's quite clever is in a 2011 documentary, right? So 
George Harrison Living in the Material World, which was directed by Martin Scorsese, by the way. Okay. Um, they do this interview with Terry Gilliam, and he looks back on it and he kind of recalls his time doing the production of Time Bandits. And he says he came to see the lyrics of the song as notes <laughs> from George Harrison about what he was doing wrong um, <laughs> and how he was too arrogant oh. and he wasn't listening to suggestions and stuff. And he thought, and he said to himself, I think the quote is, he says, I thought it was the most brilliant, subtle and clever thing a man could ever do to write a song he's writing about things he felt so strongly about and yet he's too polite and decent, I think, respectful of the artists, whatever form it takes to interfere. So, so Terry wonderful. Gilliam, yeah. So there, there are little bits in here where you kind of say, where you sort of say, all right, well, I, I see it. Greedy, feeling, wheeling, dealing, losing what you won. See the dream come undone. Stumble you may with the elementary. Lucky you got so far. All you owe is apologies. You see, okay. yeah. So, so he's Maybe, saying he's saying yeah. like George Harrison. Well, Terry Gilliam believes it's true. Whether whether it was actually you know right. George Harrison. I hope he made his money back. That's all I'd like to. It made a fantastic profit. Oh, it's, it's a massive cult hit. Oh, yeah, it's, it's yeah. I mean, it's 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 absolutely immense. Is it's, it a movie? It is a movie. Time I mean, it's a, it's very much you know the 1980s had a lot of these sort of strange sci-fi movies like Willow and Legend oh, yes, and yes, Time yes, Bandits yes, yes. is another one of these kind of. Odd, but it really like it hit its it hit its target market. It made it made a staggering amount Ugh, of money. That's so. nice. So yeah, I mean George Harrison backing the B, uh, the the, yes, the Monty Python crew the first time around, staggering amount of money. Mm. Um, yeah. Oh, good. Uh, it's a, uh, it, it, you mean it grossed? Yeah, ROI. George Harrison made a lot of movie on, money on the movies that he invested in. Man, that's lovely. Lovely, lovely, lovely. And this is sad because I'm enjoying this episode, but we've already come to multiple choice we have, time. Yeah. I went from movies. Now I'm going straight into pop songs. Good, good, good. <laughs> but time is a is a lovely one, um, and I've I've got lyrics here, and I wanted you to tell me which artist uh, sang the song. Uh, was it? Uh, I'll give you the artist. Was it uh, The Cure, Hootie and the Blowfish, The Pash Mode, or Cindy Lauper? <laughs> here are the lyrics: Time take their red and blue, wash them in the ocean, make them clean. Maybe their mothers won't cry tonight. <laughs> Time, take their red and blue, wash them in the ocean, make them clean. Maybe their mothers won't cry tonight. Is it The Cure, Hootie and the Blowfish, The Pash Mode, or Cindy Lauper? Oh, I'm going to get so much hate for this. But honestly, like The Pash Mode and The Cure are the two bands that I think are most overrated in the history of rock music. Hate him. Hate yeah, him so no, much. I'm, I'm, so sorry, I'm so sorry to say I that. I love them so much. <laughs> I'm so sorry to say that. But I because I, I know the people who love the cure and the yeah. mode, like they really <laughs> fucking love them. <laughs> oh, I love them so much. Yeah, I love so, them. I knew this dude Nico at uh, that I used to work at CD Warehouse when I was a student, which is big like CD store in Johannesburg. And um and I worked with this dude Nico who basically like he, he was like obsessed with the pitch mode. Oh. Like he knew them knew them inside out. And I liked Nico until he stole alcohol from my house. <laughs> anyway, I knew Nico. You see, this is the first time if Nico's watching this, it's the first time he's ever found out that I knew. The joke yeah. was always like they 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 crossed boundaries the patch mode, you know. And so uh with our Afrikaans friends, I think they couldn't pronounce it so nicely. And there was like the Pech Murder in the beginning. <laughs> oh yeah, it's Bafoka like the Pech Murder. And then someone said pronounced the Pesh Mode. Ooh, the yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, it was this was this was early days, uh, deep, deep end of apartheid kind of era. Um, 
Yeah, listen, so I've got no idea. So Cure oh. Depeche Mode, Hootie and the Blowfish, uh, and Cindy Lauper. You see, I think I think Cindy Lauper, I'm just going to say Cindy Lauper because I actually have no idea. I'm going to say it's Cindy Lauper. Oh, yeah, I love this. So uh, 80s, 80s fans will know what I'm doing here. So Cindy Lauper uh, saying time after time, lying in my yes. bed. Yeah, that one I actually know the yeah. words to. Yeah. The time after time, but uh, no, it's not Cindy. Mm. Um, I will cut straight to it. It was Hootie and the Blowfish. Now they've got a song called Time. And uh, I think its opening line is one of the most beautiful in pop history. And I love pop music, especially 80s and 90s, 70s, 60s. Love pop music. But their song is called Time. And the opening line, which I thought would be too easy, so I went a few verses down. The opening line is, Time, why you punish me? Like a wave crashing into the shore. Sing it, because I, 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 in my head I've got, I've got time. Why are you punished? That's, like, that's all. That's no, no, it. I'm goes, making it up. I'm yeah. literally just. I've, I've heard you in the blowfish before. I try and get his his beautiful <laughs> yeah. bassy voice goes time. Why you punish me? Right. Like a wave crashing into the shore. You wash away my dreams. Very nice. Oh, right. I saw them Very in concert nice. in Rudapuet. In Rudapuet? Yeah, Outside you... the macro. No. It was four um... guys, I swear. Like I knew it was Hootie and the Blowfish no. the second I heard his beautiful voice. <laughs> no, the old Rudakrans Amphitheater. Did you ever see a concert there? No. Oh, it was stunning. No. no, it was remarkable. So No, I came from a part of Johannesburg where if you went anywhere west of the highway or east of the this highway so bad. <laughs> like you, you just you never did you stayed in your in your uncle your little sister the yeah. Right. yeah so there's like times time while you punish me like a wave crashing into the shore you wash away my dreams. No. The, 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 the picture that it paints is so beautiful. There's so many songs that are about time though, right? Famously Time by Pink Floyd. Ah. Uh-huh. And then uh, oh. Time, there was that musical Time. Freddie Mercury was, uh, he sang a song called Time for oh. that musical. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. So there's anyway, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't dealt with pop music for my particular fact. I've, I've gone back to movies again. I'm mining that well. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, yeah, because and I'm going to deal with, with another cult movie about time. Ah, Back That's to the I'm, Future. So close. But I mean, Back to the Future wasn't a cult movie. It was no. a massive blockbuster sensation. Yes. This one was more of a, a cult culty kind of movie um it was called groundhog day oh i love it it's one of my favorite of all time oh really so yeah. then you'll definitely know the answer to oh, this i one. love that movie then so you'll much. know they'll definitely know which of these facts about the cult movie groundhog day <laughs> is a lie now, one harold a ramus the director estimated that bill murray's main character weatherman phil connors mm-hmm. was stuck in the loop for 30 to 40 years <laughs> two michael keaton was initially supposed to play phil but he turned it down because he didn't understand the script <laughs> three the script was inspired by anne rice's book the vampire lestat <laughs> four the song i got you babe by sunny and sure plays on the radio each morning when phil wakes up this was originally supposed to be Frank Zappa's hit, Time is Money, but Zappa refused. Man, these are beautiful facts because yeah. I haven't a clue and I love that movie. Uh, for so many reasons, I love it. I think it's psychologically so beautiful. 
the human condition, what the dude has to go through, all those phases. You yeah, know? The way he, he cheats a woman into bed at the end. His reckless phase and then he gets a kind of responsible. I oh, fucking love that movie. It's beautiful. It's almost like, um, is it a, it's almost like, uh, you know, like, uh, this is going to be like shitty, but I was once very frustrated in my life. And then it was actually a religious person who said, as long as you angry like that, as long as you have such unforgiveness, God's not going to come through for you. You know, and that was, I think it was a bit gaslighting. So, I mean, one, one of the things that, that, that's so wonderful about the movie is they never bother to explain to you really what, no. why he's there. No. Like, why has this happened? What the fuck is going on? I love that. Why, man. you know? Fuck, I love that movie. And I haven't a clue which of your facts could be a lie. Uh, I love the days are young and we both know. We'll find out. I have no idea which song it was supposed to be. Michael Keaton. I think that could be true. Bit of a dumbass for turning it down. Bill Murray was a genius to pull it off so nicely. And then the other one, the other two facts. So, were, so then it was Harold Ramis. He estimated Bill Murray's main yeah, character was stuck in the loop for 30 to 40 years. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, and then it was inspired by Anne Rice's book, The Vampire Lestat. That's an odd fact. Wow. Um, um, no, I'm fine with it because, you know, vampires never die. Lestat keeps mm. coming back in... Um, what was the movie that they made of? I don't oh, know. No, no, so, so, Interview on, with so, a Vampire. Interview with a Vampire is one of Anne Rice's books. Yes, yes, yes. The Vampire Stat is another one. It's a separate book. They actually yeah. made a movie of it, but a but terrible he, one. He's yeah. in Interview. He's Tom Cruise's character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's oh, Tom yeah. Cruise's character. Okay, I'm, yeah. I'm happy with that. That might be a weird, weird red herring of yours. If it is, it's very clever. Uh, the song, the I Got You, Babe, Time. Okay, maybe. Yeah, it was originally supposed to be a Frank Zappa hit called too. Time is Money, but Zappa refused. I might. 40 years, uh, I wonder, that's very long. It's very long. 40 years. Okay, maybe it's too long. Maybe it's too long. I'm going to go with that being the, the so my, I'll say Michael Keaton did, it was going to be the other Pink Floyd song, and it's based on Lestrade. Not Pink Floyd, Frank Zappa, very important. Oh, sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Frank Zappa. I'm going to say the one is, I think 40 years may be too long. Um, it's a great fact, though. I have no idea what the answer is, but I think 40 is too long. I'm going to say that's the lie. Wasn't All right. So, so, so Michael Keaton was initially supposed to, he was the second choice uh, to play Full Connors. The first choice was Tom Hanks. He oh, turned okay. it down because he, he wanted, he didn't want to be kind of typecast in that sort of role at that time. And he thought oh, he was Tom being typecast. Hanks, yeah. so, uh, so he turned it down. Um, well, his career has been fairly successful, so we can't really <laughs> say he's made many mistakes along the way. Um, uh, yeah, and then um, it was inspired by Anne Rice's book, <laughs> The Vampire Lestat. Screenwriter Danny Rubin was reading The Vampire Lestat, and then what happened is he wanted to make it into a movie, but he realized it would be incredibly expensive to make a movie about a vampire that kind of moves through the ages and through history. Yes. It would be, be like this hugely expensive thing. So he thought, well, how could I do a time ah, thing about a dude yes. who's aging and learning but keep it cheap? And he was ah. like... Trapped in one day. That's yeah. how I can do it. So he uh, he wrote the the thing. Um, <laughs> the song "I Got You, Babe" by Sunny and Sure, which played on the radio every morning when Phil wakes up. Yes, uh, it was supposed to be that movie right from the very beginning. <laughs> yeah, that song right from the very beginning. It was a yeah. It was the, the it was written in the very first draft of the <laughs> script as being the song that he wakes up to. Every- <laughs> 
And what's interesting is sing that lyric again that you sang. They say we're young and we both know. Won't find out until we grow. Won't find out until we grow. Like it's oh. the perfect song, right, for that particular oh, thing. That it's absolutely yeah. So, absolutely. Oh, you nearly brought me to. <laughs> anyway, so so yeah, um, Harold Ramis did indeed estimate that Bill Murray's character was stuck in there for thirty to forty years. There's never been any kind of clear uh, thing about it. Some of the other people have said that he was stuck there for ten years, but in the original script, it said ten thousand years. Oh. So, so there's, yeah. So Harold Ramis, oh. really, as the director, I suppose, the way that he treated the development sure. of the character was thirty to forty years. So I suppose his is like the definitive kind of say about it. Yes, but, yes, I but, agree. Yeah, with he, that, his is the definitive say. Wow, yeah, that's a long time. I mean, um, yeah, I just love Punks of Tony Phil. That's the name of the fucking. Uh, Groundhog, isn't it? So that's that's a real that's groundhog. A thing. I want to go real, there. Real Apparently, it wasn't shot in that town. Right, it was shot down the road. Was this a fact? On so one this, of our so, so this is no, no, no. So this is this is absolutely no. It wasn't. No. But this is absolutely true. So it was shot in a different town because Punxsutawney's uh, town centre is not particularly attractive. Yeah. So they went and they shot it in a nearby town and. As as revenge, <laughs> the town of Punxsutawney refused to allow them to use the actual Punxsutawney fill. <laughs> We're like, fuck you, Dan! <laughs> you stacks of shit! <laughs> Fucking you! You you don't film it on our town. We take away our groundhog and we're going home. Which is amazing. I think it's excellent. Anyway, <laughs> this is that film with that dude crossing the street. It was Phil, Phil, <laughs> Ned, Ned. Then, oh, yeah, yeah. I I, uh, what is it? He, Jeffrey? Is is it Jeffrey Tambor? It oh, might be. Otherwise, name, it's somebody who looks well a lot known. like Jeffrey yeah, Tambor. Yeah, he's well known. Oh, isn't it? Anyway, I love that movie. Wow. There we go. That, who would have thought? <laughs> We're time out of time. Oh. Facts. Hey? We're out of time. Oh. Facts. It's <laughs> the end of our podcast. Yeah, I would have thought this was such a fun episode. It was very nice. Wasn't this your idea? It was, it was. Well, yeah, usually, yeah. Dietz gives us these crazy ones, but there was like. But he's been on a lot of drugs recently. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't, he hasn't you at were, all. Yeah, you were. Maybe you were smoking a little bit, something relaxing. Yeah, when you I mean, of, it turned out to be Bro, just think about it, man. Like time, bro. Wow. But anyway, guys, we've we have we've said a lot of the taboo things on YouTube now. So please do like, share, comment, share yes, your yes, fun yes. favorite. Time facts. What's your favorite movie about time travel? Mm. Um, personally, I'm about to show my seven-year-old Back to the Future oh, for the nice. first time. Wonderful, yeah. wonderful. Um, but yeah, what's your favorite movie about time travel? Let us know. Tell us in the comments, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Ah, uh, thanks for watching. See you Bye -bye. soon. Bye.